Yesterday, Lumpur sat together with us in silence. Sometimes silence is the most complete form of communication, communion. When we speak about knowing, we reflect on that quality of knowing. It's not to do with words. It's not knowing about. Knowing the mind, knowing the body, knowing the world. It's not having information, ideas or words related to those aspects of reality. Rather, the knowing that is liberating, that is the the agent of understanding, the medium of understanding and wisdom is not knowing about, but rather it's the the quality of awareness itself, which is non-verbal, non-conceptual. The heart attuned to the reality of the present experience before words, before ideas, without conception. The process of insight meditation, vipassana, is establishing this very quality of of awareness, this knowing. To establish that, to let that be the the ground of experience. Knowing this body, this personality, the, the things, the people, the world around us, arising, taking shape, doing its thing, fading away. Being that awake, aware quality, free of identification, free of I and me and mine. That's the aim of Vipassana meditation the development of insight. If that's the basis, the ground of experience, then there's a great freedom. Whether what is known is pleasant or painful, inside or outside, beautiful or ugly, coarse or refined, wholesome or unwholesome, That awareness is not limited by that, not bound by that, not burdened by that. This awake, aware quality of the heart, it knows the world, but it is not limited by the world. And the the word, the world, doesn't just mean the planet and the trees and the countries and the sky the stars, the air and the waters, it means this body, this mind, this personality, this life of ours. It's all what we refer to as the world. Development of the practice, we've been together in this winter retreat period for 
two and a half months, getting on for three months now. So we've all had the opportunity to put time and effort, energy, sincerity into developing these aspects of Dhamma practice, embodying Dhamma. At the very heart of it is this establishment of awakened awareness, knowing the world, attuned to the world, this body, this personality, the people around us, the country, the planet, attuned to that, but not identified with that, lokutra, transcending the world, but lokavitu, knowing the world. Well, this quality of knowing is non-personal. It's not female or male, it's not old or young. It doesn't have a shape or a nationality. It's awake, it's aware, it knows. But it's not a person, it's not personal. The word person literally means a mask, that which presents a, a false impression, a false front. This quality of awareness is completely undeceptive. Trustworthy. Can be relied upon. Now the work of the practice of developing concentration, insight and so forth is to do with clarifying that natural quality, helping that quality of awakened awareness be free of biases, free of unconscious distortions based on our, our memories, our ideas, our language, our personality, our hopes, our fears. We can take a principle like this and to help recognize those biases, those particular patterns, to reflect that which knows the person isn't a person. It knows those qualities of being excited, being sad, being anxious, being confident. It knows those but it is not identified or attached to those qualities. We can take a simple reflection like this. That which knows the person isn't a person. To illuminate the habits of attachment, identification. When there is that, the habit of grasping takes, uh, takes hold. I am happy, I am irritated, I am a man, I am a woman. This is my nationality. This is my story. Just to take a simple reflection, 
that which knows the person, isn't a person, and watch the effect that that reflection has. To see how it changes the perspective. Not using it as an attack or as a way of suppressing or trying to get rid of habits of personal thinking or identification. We're not trying to wipe them out, get rid of them. That's just vibhavatanha, the desire to get rid of. But gently, steadily, bringing that reflection into being. That which knows the person, isn't a person. Let that have its effect. Let the, the vision change. Let the intuition of the heart be aroused, be awakened. Oh, even if it's just for a second, half a second, there's that moment of, oh, where it's known, that which knows a memory isn't a memory. That which knows discomfort isn't uncomfortable. That which knows anger isn't angry. And the heart knows that. It's not an idea, it's not a concept. It's not something that we're trying to convince ourselves of. But there's a wordless, non-conceptual knowing. Oh, of course. How could it be otherwise? That wordless, non-conceptual knowing, that's what is to be uncovered, to be encouraged to operate, to be uh, free of obscurations, distortions. Trusting that intuition The mind is Dhamma, it's not a person. It knows the personal, it's aware of this body, these ideas, these thoughts, these memories, these moods, loves and hates, fears and desires, its habits and hopes. It knows all of those, but it is not all of those. We can use these reflections, not just here in the sitting meditation, but as we go about our day or do the walking meditation practice, whether we are alone or with others, just to take a simple reflection like this. That which knows the person isn't a person. Or the mind is Dhamma, not a person. And see the effect that that has just dropping that into the field of experience, of awareness, watching the effect that it has. In those moments of clarity, notice. If the mind is Dhamma, this mind, its, its very essence, is the ultimate reality. What does that say about all the apparent, solid feelings and ideas, memories, hopes, fears, opinions, 
emotions that arise and take shape, flow around through the field of experience during the course of a day. If the mind is Dhamma, this heart, this citta, if its ultimate nature is Dhamma, what does that say about our dislikes, our fears, our attachments, our plans, our resentments, our nostalgia, our ideas, our families. What's the effect that it has upon all those things that seem so real, so solid, so much of who and what we are? We're not trying to get rid of them. We're not negating them, criticizing them. But this is a way of illuminating letting the light of wisdom shine through all these aspects of what we call ourselves. Our mind, our life, our personality, our place in the world as a nun or as a monk, as a layperson, a woman, a man, older, younger, coming, going, doing well, doing badly, somewhere in the middle. If we take a reflection like this, the jitta, the heart, is dhamma itself. This heart is the ultimate reality. Notice the effect that that has on the things that we tend to make solid and real. Notice that quality of transparency, emptiness. Even for a moment, like a a light shining from the inside. Oh, you can see through it. Oh, it was a shape, but there was no essence, nothing solid there. Like the images that the Buddha uses for the five khandhas when he's talking about their empty nature. Rupa, the body is like a lump of foam floating on a river. Vedana, sensation, feeling. It's like a a bubble on a pond when a, a heavy raindrops hit. A bubble forms for a moment. There's a shape, but no essence. No solid thing there. Sanya, perception, is like a mirage in the desert, a shimmering shape in the air with no solid thing. There's form and color, but nothing there, no thing there. Sankara, mental formations, are wishes, intentions, emotions, imagination. It's like a banana tree like a leek or an onion, layer upon layer of leaves and no trunk, no heartwood, no core, no essence. Vinyana, discriminative consciousness, is like a conjuring trick, like a magician's trick. Seems like magic is being done, but it's a trick. It's just an appearance, a seeming. There's no real magic there. So in all of these images for the five khandhas, they have a shape, a form. The body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness. There's a shape, but like a shaft of sunlight, there's no solid thing there. The hand passes through a a shaft of sunlight, a sunbeam. There's no resistance, 
no solid thing. There's a shape, a form, but no essence. We apply these reflections then to our personality, our loves, our hates, our fears, our hopes, the feelings of the body, comfort, discomfort, what we smell, what we taste, what we see. Appreciating that empty quality as a shape to this life, this personality, this world, but no essence. Reflecting in this way, then the heart rests more easily, more completely, more continuously in that quality of awakened awareness, vijja. Knows the world, sees through the world, is attuned to the world, but is not limited by it, not identified with it, not born and dying with it. Knowing the world, but transcending the world. Lokavitu. Lokutara. In a mysterious way, the more completely this quality of, of knowing, this awakened awareness is established, this non-identification with the world, of this body, this, this mind, the people and the things around us, mysteriously the more transparent and empty the nature of the world is, is recognized as, the more effectively that this life is able to function in it, the less biases there are, the more fully attuned that this life is to the life around it. It's ironic, mysterious. But the more the empty nature of the world is seen and known, the more harmoniously and effectively we can act within it. Strange, but that's how it works. <laughs> 